some scary movie. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Hi, I'm Shaw. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 42. Episode 42. Sweeney Todd. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. My choice. Your ch- surprising choice, actually. I'm very surprised. <sighs> yeah, I've got a hatred against musicals, so... Anything merry, really. Anything J- joyful. Just, I just think singing's so unnecessary, like, in films. Like, that's what dialogue's for. Like, yeah, the, but the, sometimes, like... I said, it, it's, it's just like a, it's like a different like way of yeah. media, isn't it? And it's just not something I'm, I'm particularly keen on. I mean, the Shah tra- tried to take you to a live musical, and that, that didn't <sighs> go down. I fucking hated it. It was so <laughs> boring. Like, <I> <laughs> you don't need to sing. Just talk. go see Matilda at London. <laughs> I appreciate it taking you, but it was just not your culture. Shite, yeah. What would you have rather gone to see? Just a film or something. Just a film. Fair enough. So before we start this, I just want to give a quick shout out to Lauren, who was like, who, well, who is a really good friend and was like my childhood best friend, and we were both absolutely obsessed with this movie to the point where we actually call ourselves Nelly and Toby now. So she calls me Nelly and I call her Toby, like Mrs. Lovett and Toby. Right. So I I just thought I'd mention it because we watched this on repeat. We loved this movie, and I still love this movie. <laughs> So it's based on the musical by Stephen Sondheim and it features the golden trio of the time. So it was Tim Burton directing, Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter starring. And we'll just, should we just get into it? Yeah, let's and do see it. How it's done? So we start off with an opening set in the 1800s. We've got Sweeney Todd and Anthony coming in on a ship. And I just love this because Anthony at the beginning is like so full of promise and opportunity in London. And it's like, and there's no place like London. And then Johnny Depp just walks in like, no, there's no place yeah. like London. That, that, that London was a shithole, though. Like, it really wasn't. That's what it was, though. Back in them days, it really was like an ugly place to be. Yeah, he's such a mood hoover, is Sweeney Todd. Like, he just sucks the life out of everything, literally. Yeah. Or slashes the life out of it. So we do get a brief backstory between Sweeney and Anthony about what happened to Sweeney Todd before he, he was exiled. Because we don't really know much about him. So we learn that Sweeney used to be called Benjamin Barker. He had a pretty wife called Lucy and a daughter called Joanna. And he, they lived above a shop and they were quite happy and all was well with the world. But then Judge Turpin, played by Alan Rickman, decided he wanted a slice of that and got Benjamin Barker arrested and exiled from London. And that's sort of what we grasp so far. Now, I don't... Do we think that Sweeney Todd had sort I mean, obviously, he had a right to be angry, but did he t- need to take it as far as he did? Yeah. Do you think so? I'd, well, he, Judge Turpin, uh, yes. Yeah, J- Judge Turpin. I don't I don't think his intention was ever to go back and go on a murdering spree. It was only... I think it was just to get Lucy back, but then he found out about her being raped and stuff in the public mm. eye and, and stuff like that. And I think Took that... Out yeah, that's what made him snap and he... Yeah, it, you're right, like, it, I don't think his intentions were to go on a murdering spree. But then once he, he found out about what happened and how bad he'd been shafted, he, he just snapped. And then Mrs. Lovett's, like, the instigator in it all, like, pressuring him to Lovett. do it. Like, egging him on to do it. Do you think so? 
Yeah, definitely. I think she's the orchestrator in it. 100%. I don't. I do. Hmm, this will be interesting to go for. Okay, okay, fair enough. We'll keep that for now. So, uh, first of all, I think that Hello Bonham Carter was born to play Mrs. Lovett. She she is excellent in the role she is fantastic and she put you were watching quite a lot of behind the scenes stuff on it and clips and things like that and like the effort that she put into the performance and learning the songs and that was absolutely fantastic and we start off with the worst pies in london so she has a meat pie emporium and they are the grimmest pies you've possibly ever seen in your entire life yeah and she's making a comment about the fact there's other competitors out there who are using pussycats to and putting them into pies instead and it's the idea that she's she's not got a lot of money she's quite a poor woman she doesn't have a lot going for her but sweeney todd sort of takes her eye immediately yeah and there's nothing really more to say about that in terms of who they are as i say because the music because the songs do so much for it there's not much really we can discuss on it so it moves swiftly into poor thing after that and Sweeney asks about the shop above because that's where he used to live with Lucy and she says that people don't like going there because they think it's haunted when did you think Mrs Lovett twigged that Sweeney Todd was Benjamin Barker I don't know is it not a point in the film when she says it well she says so it's just after poor thing because Sweeney bursts out with no like at the end of the song after she's talking about how Lucy was raped and she says, so it is you, Benjamin Barker, implying that she sort of had a feeling it was him. When do you think she worked out? I don't know. Maybe when he first asked a question about her, like what happened. Yeah, I thought it was more when she she says about who lives up there and she's like, some people say it's haunted and sees his reaction. Yeah. I think that's when she sort of realises it because it's like in the song, at the beginning of the song, it plays like a ding and then it's sort of like a gathering knowledge yeah. thing but we learn a l- from what we don't learn about sweeney in the backstory at the beginning with there's no place like london we learn from mrs lovett so mrs lovett then goes on to say that when sweeney benjamin barker at the time was exiled away from london judge turpin tried to make a move on lucy and lucy wasn't having any of it and so in the end judge turpin sent a letter basically saying i want to make amends i feel really bad for what's happened come to my house and we'll we'll sort it out and she does and then she there's like a big masquerade ball going on and she gets raped drugged and raped and like everybody in the party just laughs and like watches over them while he does it no one does anything and sweeney todd at that point goes absolutely echo and is like you know would nobody have mercy on her and then she's he says well what happened to her afterwards and mrs lovett says she uh she took poison yeah now she never says that she died she implies that she died very heavily but she never lies and she says you know that she went even mrs lovett tried to stop her she says that and i don't know about mrs lovett i think i I do love her because i think she's a fantastic musical character but and i can see why you think she's a villain so explain to me why you think she orchestrated I, i just think I just think like she she orchestrated it and she was always in his ear telling him what to do and and trying to give him advice because she her only interest was wanting to be with him. That's yeah. all she was bothered about. So when like at first she was all up for the killings and then she wanted him to stop him because she just wanted to move on with him. Like him to forget about yeah. it and start a new life with her. Mm. So I just feel like she was 
she was always planting seeds in his mind, trying to trying to tell him what to do. See, I never thought that, and this is where it comes from with the scene afterwards. So it goes, it cuts to when they go upstairs, and he finds his old razor blades, his old barber blades, inside one of the floorboards. And she said she kept them. She could have sold them, but she kept them. But then he starts singing "My Friends," which is the most fucking boring song. It's not actually the boring song comes after it, but it, it's not that entertaining. It's not great. But she does say to him behind her back, she's like, "I'm your friend too, Mr. Todd. If you only knew, Mr. Todd." And it's sort of the idea of you don't need to. I saw that more as an idea of you know you can leave this bit behind, like just move on with me. But I I, I think it's weird how she's so thirsty for him to begin with. To be honest. Well, do you think she had a she maybe had a thing for him before I, like, yeah. before he got um, exiled? I think she knew him. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't remember her, so presuming maybe she fancied him, yeah, but they didn't know distance, each other. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, it's an odd one. I can't remember if she said how long she'd had, and she was married as mm-hmm. well. Mrs. Lovett was married to a guy called Albert. Oh yeah, that because big fat guy. Yeah, because his picture's on the wall, so whether whether he didn't pay, I don't know, whether she didn't pay much attention to him or he didn't pay much attention to her and it just sort of went from there. We'll never know, but she is thirsty. Yeah. She, she wants him. And he pretty much says that now his arm's complete again because he's had, he's got the razor blade in his hand. And then we cut to this Joanna. Yeah, shite, sorry. (laughs) Stephen Sondheim deliberately crafted these songs. And you've just left there and gone, shite song. It's just not my scene. I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying they're bad, but like the musical part of it, I don't enjoy. You don't enjoy Stanley Todd the musical. No, musical I, I, I like I like the film, but yeah, like not as a I, yeah, the songs and that they're just a bit too much. Yeah, I mean I can sort of see that. So yeah, can I add as well in Joanna or Green Finnet Blackbird, Lightbird, Swanbird, whatever the fuck it is. Um, George has got a peephole. Does that not fuck anybody yeah. else up, or was it just me? He is a weirdo in this yeah, film. Yeah, he's a dickhead. He always plays a dickhead though. Well, you're good at it. Because people are like, <laughs> he's got form. But I love Alan Rickman. I was talk- We were talking about this on Friday. We went to over to Dad and Yara's and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets was on TV. And he looks so young as Snape in there. It's probably the youngest he looks as Snape. Yeah. And I was saying to you, I was just like, I can't. he's one of those actors that I just can't believe he's dead. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it just doesn't hit home that he's actually gone. Yeah. But he- he's an amazing actor, but he does tend to play the dickhead. And he's got a peephole and he keeps Joanna, who's Lucy and Benjamin's daughter, in her room all the time. And she talks about the fact that she feels trapped and she wants to get away. She's such a wet lettuce. Yeah. Can you believe that that's how women in the 1800s used to act? Like that just... Snowflake generation, part one. <laughs> and we've just regenerated it. Brilliant. But then Anthony, who is the one who came to... On, uh, to London on the ship with Sweeney he sees her in the window and talks about like obviously falling head over heels in love just by hearing her sing and looking at her she's got pretty hair yeah like to be fair to her yellow hair how old would you say that she looks um between 16 and 20 so she's supposed to be 15 right which you suppose you could get away with slightly but they almost didn't cast her because they thought she looked too old yeah yeah don't think she looks too old. Yeah, I don't think so. And wait until you hear who was supposed to play her and rumoured to play her later on. I'll talk about that in my behind-the-scenes facts. And then you'll just be like, well, that makes no sense. 
But then Judge Turpin catches Joanna looking at Anthony through the window and invites him in. And you all, you start thinking, oh, he's, he seems all right. He seems like mm. an all right guy. And like he gets a drink and stuff like that. And then he's like, she's mine. Back off. Yeah. Which is so weird. Yeah, but that's just his character. Isn't it? I know, but I know, he, I know he's not Joanna's biological dad. And I get that. But if you've raised a kid for that long... And then you do you just think that? Sorry, do you think that? Do you think that Joanna knows? Yes. That what what happened to her mum? No, I think, I think she sees Judge Turpin as her dad. Yeah. And the fact that he's coming onto her now is freaking her out a little bit. I don't think she knows what happened to her mother. No. And nobody would have gone against him because he was top dog. He's top dog. Yeah. So. He ends up get, Anthony ends up getting beaten up by the judge and the beadle, played by Timothy Spall, who is equally as weird. And the judge tells him to stay away, but Joanna drops the key as Anthony comes out all bloody and battered and bruised. I don't know, is it the key to the house? I think it must be, yeah. Uh... Is it the key to the room? I don't, I don't really know what key it is, but implying that she wants to go away with him. Yeah. And then we cut to the next scene, which is absolutely one of my favourites. And Sasha Baron Cohen, Malay. Yeah. He, he's so good. Yeah, he actually is. He's fantastic. I mean, he he was in Le Mis as well. He was in Le Miserable. And this came, I think Le Miserable was after Sweeney Todd, definitely. And he played Tenardier, um, Master Tenardier. And he was really good in that. But he was fantastic in this. He's got such range. Yeah. He's just fantastic. But even though even though he's supposed to play a semi like serious character, he just brings that humour yeah, to it and you're just like I agree, yeah. and we also meet Toby for the first time as well, who's the little boy. So Mrs. Lover and Sweeney are walking through Fleet Street and of London Street, I think, and Toby is getting everybody's attention and he's talking about the idea that he found out, you know, when he was younger that his hair was falling out early and Pirelli's miracle elixir is what saved him, and he sort of like takes his hat off, and all this blonde hair comes tumbling out. Yeah. And they're trying; to, he's trying to sell them the bottle of elixir, and Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett are sitting there like, "Oh, can you? I like this. Can you song. smell it, that? Yeah, it, get, it made me laugh this bit. Yeah, and they talk about how it's just piss, piss, like mixed with ink. Yeah. And then Pirelli comes out because he hears people slacking him off, and. He, he he starts he starts off Italian I believe yeah and his his vocal range is excellent as well like yeah, he, he can that. really sing and he ends up challenging Sweeney Todd to like a shave off the great the great British welcome to the great British shave off and he, the thing with Pirelli is he's all show so he's making a real song and dance about like sharpening the razors and he keeps catching poor toby's knuckles and i felt really bad for him whereas sweeney's sort of just like preparing his razors like taking his time and he ends up the eventual winner as marked by the beadle and that was what sweeney's sort of motive was it was the idea that he had to get the beadle to notice him so that the beadle and the judge would eventually come to the barbershop which is perfectly decent plan so Sweeney wins the bet. He gets five pound off Pirelli, and Pirelli sort of says, "I bow to a, a skill greater than my own." But you can sort of see something flick yeah. as he realizes exactly who he is, and we find that out later. So 
the then we get we're back to the barber shop and Sweeney and Mrs. Lovett are upstairs and Anthony comes up and he explains the situation to Sweeney Todd and says, you know, there's a girl called Joanna, Judge Turk and his blah blah. Sweeney puts two and two together and he's like, right, this is Joanna and he comes up with the plan and says that he can hide Joanna in the barber shop. So then Senor Pirelli and Toby enter. Mrs. Lovett goes downstairs to give Toby meat pies and gin. And Senor Pirelli admits that he he realised who Sweeney was. And he actually used to be like a sweet sweet boy. Yeah, yeah, like a Saturday boy for Sweeney's... Benjamin. Well, ben, yeah, Benjamin Barker's... Uh, ba- what? Was he called a barber's? barber's? Yeah, yeah, barbershop. And he tries to blackmail Sweeney essentially doesn't he He says you know if you if you don't want this getting out then i'm going to take such and such percentage of yeah, your earnings want, i think he wanted half of his earnings yeah. yeah and he was like and i'll take that five pound back as well while you're at it and at that point he just loses it now this bit and i've seen this film countless times i said we used you know me and lauren used to watch it every week and i always had to turn away at this bit and it's just where he goes absolutely acker and paggers him with his kettle yeah and but it's so violent I think, I think that film's good. The, the film's good at this, so it, it's proper like blood spraying, violence. Yeah, it's really, it it really shows like how fucked up in the head Sweeney Todd is. Yeah, because he loses happens. it, he completely yeah. snaps, and then he ends up having to slit Pirelli's throat as well because he hides him in the chest. Yeah, there's like a chest, and he starts like creeping out of it, sort of thing, yeah. and so Sweeney ends up splitting his throat and then we've got is it toby that comes back in yeah because he says I've, he's got a meeting or something yeah. like that and todd's like oh yeah go mrs lovett will get you another pot of gin and another meat pie so then we've got pirelli who's dead mrs lovett enters and robs him and just before that they can really do anything else judge turpin then enters so this is the first time we see Judge Turpin and Sweeney Todd. This is another song that I'm not fond of, Pretty Woman. I quite liked Pretty Woman. Did you? Yeah, it was alright. I think only because of, of how the second time we sing it goes. Yeah. And it, it's just it's such a big build-up. Benjamin yeah, Barker! I love that bit. Yeah, okay, I'll settle with that. But then, because... so. I, Sweeney Todd was violent and aggressive, but he obviously wanted to take his time with Judge Turpin because... He's, and, been, he's been dreaming of this day. Yeah, too. and even his stabbing, like, even when he like he gets his throat slashed, it's never actually slashed. Like, he goes in, yeah. whereas everybody else had just slit the throats. Yeah. But just before Sweeney can do anything and get his revenge, Anthony bursts in, and because the judge has seen Anthony before... He thinks that Sweeney Todd and Anthony are sort of in like cahoots to get Joanna away together, yeah. and he leaves, and he's pretty much like, "I'll never, get, you'll never get my customer again." Yeah, you'll, yeah, I'll never do my business here again, and leaves. And Sweeney goes absolutely mad. Yeah. Now, this is one of my favourite songs. I like Epiphany, and it's where he's sort of like, "I had him," and Mrs. Lovett's trying to t- tell him to sort of calm down, yeah. and he he loses it. And he sort of comes to that realisation of, well, nobody's going to do anything for me. Nobody's, like, nothing's going to be solved. I'm just going to ruin everybody. Yeah. So, and he says, um, and I will get him back even as he gloats. In the meantime, I'll practice on dis- uh, less honourable throats. Yeah. And so he just decides to 
go on a spree, everyone. yeah. Yeah, go on an absolute killing spree. Not everyone. He leaves that guy with his family. Yeah, because he's not on his own. Yeah, but do you think... He could have just killed all three of them, but yeah, they have got some mercy. He doesn't kill a woman. He, he didn't want to kill the woman. I know, but I'm just, I was just saying... It's men, isn't like, it? Yeah. It's, it's the entirety of man. And I presume maybe that comes from the fact that judge... It's it's sort of, you know, like the idea of like a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. So man trad, trods on other man to get what they want. Yeah. And I think he says something like that. They, he says they all deserve to die. Yeah. So he says, they all deserve to die. Tell you why, Mrs. Lovett, tell you why. Because of the whole, of the something human race, Mrs. Lovett, there are two kinds of men and only two. There is one staying put in his proper place and the one with his foot in the other one's face. So it's the idea that people would stand on anybody yeah. to get further on in the sort of pecking order. And Mrs. Lovett's like, <laughs> I love this bit where she's standing there and she's like, well, all right, you've, you've decided on this. So, but... What we're we gonna do about him? Yeah, and he get this is the another bit I quite like because he's like right uh, later on tonight we'll take him to some secret place and bury him, and Mrs. Lovett just looks at him and she's like, oh yeah, of course we could do that, and then it sort of clicks because she mentioned in Worst Pies of in London that she people were getting meat from animals. Yeah, and she's sort of like, yeah, it seems a bit of a waste to you know, for all this meat to go to waste. Yeah. And she tr- she sort of starts to persuade Sweeney Todd and sa- says, you know, well, we could we could make these people into pies. Yeah. Now, this is my favourite. I love this song, alongside one other, which I'll mention afterwards, and that's A Little Priest. So they're, going, they're, they're looking out the window of the Emporium and they're talking about different types of people, like a politician, a lawyer, a grocer. Having and, all tastes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and it works really well. And at this point, I think, I think if, do you think, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this now, actually, because it sort of ties in. If Sweeney had not realised that Lucy was the beggar woman, do you think he would have sort of like, because once he'd killed the judge, that was it. Yeah, I think, I think he'd have carried on with Miss Lovett. Do you, yeah, do you think he'd have settled with Mrs Lovett? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think so as well, because there's a couple of things that incline it later on. And he's sort of, He's impressed by Mrs. Lovett and her ability to adapt. Yeah. You know, when, when she comes up with the idea and, you know, he, and he says, Mrs. Lovett, how I've lived without you all these years, I'll never know. Yeah. And it does show that he does like her quite a lot. I love this coupling as well. They're absolutely fantastic. Now, the next big scene after they've decided that, yes, they are going to kill these people and turn them into pies, Judge Turpin catches Joanna packing her things and she says i will leave this place she was like you know there's i don't want to be with you and i will leave and he settles on saying well i don't want you here anymore then the beadle sort of jumps on her and then she's taken away in a carriage and you get the joanna reprise so it's where the and this is the scene where sweeney leaves that family alone the guy from the family alone because anthony's searching everywhere for joanna and he ends up eventually finding her in an asylum because he sees her um, out the window of the asylum. Yeah. And he, at this point as well, Sweeney's slashing people's throats and he's making a chair as well. I like, And I really like this scene where he was actually making yeah. the chair. It's it's good that it didn't actually just turn up and it was there. Yeah, yeah. It, him making it. it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. So Mrs. Lovett now has a great business and she's making pies out of Sweeney's victims. And between it, it sort of runs into three different stories so you've got 
Anthony looking for Joanna, you've got Sweeney slitting throats, and then you've got Mrs. Lovett downstairs, who's now running this absolutely thriving business yeah. from nothing at all. And then between that, you've also got the old beggar woman, the yeah. homeless woman, who is Lucy, but we don't know it just yet. Yeah, she's she's she like starts noticing like the smoke and that that's being the burned smell. and the smell and she's it's like she's she's insane, but yeah, like the, she's, it's she's the arsenic saying, that she's did saying it. saying the truth, like sign of the not, devil, she's sign not of the devil. What she says, yeah, yeah, she and she calls, she doesn't call Sweeney Todd the devil. She calls her the devil, which I find really interesting. Yeah. So, did Mrs. Lovett try to do much when Lucy had poisoned herself? Like, th- yeah. this is what I mean. I'd love to have a backstory on her. Yeah. I think it'd be a good film just to have a story about her as a whole now we see and at this point we see as well even though we don't know who lucy is we do see that mrs lovett is very keen on getting her out of the area so she keeps calling for toby to throw her out yeah all the time so it's clear that she doesn't want her there and then we get to the scene which is by the sea which is my favorite scene out of the whole film and it's you know they're running a great business everything's going well and i'm presuming mrs lovett's managed to drag him along to a picnic yeah because he's just sitting there miserable and he's like you know how do we get to the judge and she's like oh stop harping on about your bloody old judge and she says to him you know we we can live by the sea we can get married we can you know we can forget this ever happens and you know they can be happy together with toby because she's sort of taken toby in as like a son yeah. <laughs> what? You. You just can't keep your mouth shut. I'm like, ill. Oh. I'm ill and I'm Oliver saying. is not ill. Oliver is hanging out of his ass, which is why I'm carrying us through this one. Yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> I know you're struggling. So when she says at the end, uh, by the way, the wedding scene absolutely makes me piss, <laughs> where the priest's like, do you take this woman? And he's like, and looks yeah, at her. I, I, don't get me wrong. I think that, I think... I think he's fond I of her. I think he likes her, but he's not. He doesn't love her. No, he's he not in love, love with her. her. Like his heart, his heart belongs to Lucy. Yeah, and it always will. I completely agree with that. But the but she does say it might not be like it might not be how I wanted. This is after the by the sea scene. So she said it might not be how I wanted or how you remembered, but we could get by. Yeah, we could be happy. And Sweeney looks like he's considering it for a moment. He actually. Yeah. He pauses and looks at her, and then we've got Anthony who runs in, and Mrs. Lovett is so pissed at the fact Anthony runs in again, because he's like, I found her, I found Joanna, and Sweeney says, right, you must go save her, you bring her here tonight, but then Sweeney writes a letter to Judge Turpin saying that um, Ant- this has happened, um, jo- uh, Joanna is full of nothing but for, like sympathy and she feels so bad for what she did and she can't wait to see you again so that's him trying to get into the judge's good graces yeah. and she's trying you know he, he just he needs to manipulate the situation at this point and it's all coming to this big scene at the end so he sends toby to uh, send the letter and toby comes back and mrs lovett is laid with her feet up now this song makes me cry Every time, nothing's gonna harm you. Oh, yeah. Oh, it breaks my heart. And I'll tell you which bit breaks my heart the most. So it's what, so he, Toby knows there's something wrong with Sweeney Todd. Like he's picked up on it. Yeah. He's a bright lad. He's, he's all right. Yeah. 
and he sort of says to her, you know, we've we've got to go. He's not good for you. You don't. He doesn't deserve your love. Yeah. And he says that he'll protect her no matter what. And then Mrs. Lovett tries to shut him up and hands him a penny from a purse, but it was Pirelli's purse. And Toby notices it, and she tries to say that Sweeney Todd gave her it as a gift for her birthday. Yeah. And Toby's like, well, that proves it. We've got to go. We've we've got to get out. And she sort of tries to calm him down and then says, you know, you're getting a bit older now and I need some help. You know, you can do a little bit more in the shop. And she sends him down to the basement and goes down with him. And she shows him the grinder and things like that. And, you know, she was like, if you just stay down here for a minute and do this and I'll I'll pop up and do something else. And he agrees to it. And then he's like, oh, can, can I have, help myself to a meat pie while I'm here? And she's like, as many as you like, son. And she shuts the door and leans back against the door and she's crying because she knows. She knows he has to die now. Yeah, and she's absolutely devastated. But the fact that she's willing to do that for Sweeney, just yeah. it. Th- this is what turns me against the idea that she's the orchestrator. At some point, she reminds... I mean, you haven't you haven't read it, so I can't, I can't go too much into it with you, but um, it reminds me of Macbeth. Yeah. So... Do you, are you familiar with the story? Briefly, <sighs> Macbeth gets a prophecy from three witches that says he's going to be king, but there's already a king of Scotland, King Duncan. Now, uh, Macbeth writes a letter to his wife, Lady Macbeth, and sort of says, well, you know, I've been told a prophecy by three witches, and she go, she starts saying, right, well, we need, we need to kill King Duncan. Like, that's what we've got to do. And she sort of manipulates Macbeth into killing King Duncan, but then Macbeth goes a little bit mad and starts killing a lot of other people. And Lady Macbeth then harbours the guilt and she's sort of regretful of what's happened to her husband. And it reminds me very much of the relationship between Sweeney and Mrs. Lovett at this right. stage. Because it's sort of like she's created helped create a monster and now she can't control it. Right. So she's devastated because she knows she's going to have to say goodbye to Toby and have him killed. So she goes upstairs to sort of get Sweeney to do the deed because she can't do it herself. And we cut then to Anthony going to the asylum. Because this is the thing with Sweeney Todd. I like Sweeney Todd, but a lot happens at once. Yeah. It seems like it's it's very rushed in. It probably could have afforded to be a little bit longer of a musical, really, of a film. But it was already at two hours, so yeah. it was already quite extensive. Now... Uh, Anthony is pretending to be like this rich wig maker and what they did at asylums back in the 1800s was that they kept girls and they cut their hair and that's what wigs were made from the girls yeah. crazy girls hair crazy not being crazy but um that's what happened so Anthony says he wants a blonde the doctor takes him to the blonde's room and then he says which one is it and he sees Joanna in the corner and he manages to get hold of Joanna and holds a gun up, uh, a gun up to the doctor, and then leaves them at the mercy of the wife. Do you think? Do you think the woman killed him? Yeah, definitely. Do you reckon? Yeah. Hmm. But then the beadle then comes to Sweeney. I'll, I'll have to watch um, Dead Meat's video on it. I have. See if he, he put it in the kill. He didn't. Count. Did he not? No, he didn't. He was like, because we don't physically see him yeah. die. Oh, We're not body. claiming it. But you know, it, it does seem like he died. He was at the mercy of a lot of women. Yeah. And for you know. It's not. It won't be difficult with loads of them. So then the beadle comes into Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett because there's an awful smell coming from the incinerator at night, and obviously that's because of the dead bodies being burned. 
uh, well burnt as much as burnt and Sweeney Todd then starts talking about his complexion and saying oh my god what is that aroma that you use and you know might I offer you something else yeah. and he gets persuaded by Sweeney to go upstairs and then Mrs. Lovett is downstairs Toby is still in the cellar and the beadle is killed this is brutal this bit made me, makes me cringe a little bit when his body drops and oh, it just yeah, completely just smashes, smashes his brains like his brains come out of his skull yeah it's good. That's what I like. I like that episode. It's it's not tame at all. Yeah, it is pretty gross. But Toby sees the beadle's body coming through because he's in the cellar. So he sees the body dumped, and he hides. And not only that, but he's taken a bite of the meat pie. Yeah. And there's a finger, tip of a finger in it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but how has nobody noticed anything like that before? If if that got through... Yeah, it's weird because I don't think a finger would have got through the meat grinder. No, but... I don't think so. It was quite a big It was quite a big chunk. Yeah. But, you know, who are we to pick holes in the meat grinders of the 1800s? So to- uh, Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett go downstairs. Why have I called them Sweeney Todd all the way through? Why can't I say Sweeney? I don't know. It doesn't sound right, though. No, it doesn't. Right, I'm sticking with what I've got. I'll stick with what I know. So Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett go downstairs to kill Toby. It's quite a menacing sort of underlying like she she sings to him it's quite as it's quite a sing-song tone and then i switch my mind because i'm like oh actually you know she was crying about it a minute ago and now she's trying to lure him in like that it was a bit creepy but then anthony has returned and comes upstairs with joanna he sees that nobody's around and he says you'll be safe here for a minute she's sort of dressed up like a boy just in case anybody recognizes her so all her hair scooped up and she does look she, you know, she's got no makeup on or anything like that, so she could, in the dim light of the 1800s, yeah. pass for a boy. Now, at this point, she hears the homeless beggar woman come in and hides in the chest that Pirelli had been killed in, in yeah. the end. And the the old homeless woman's, like, roaming around and sort of having a look around what's going on, and Sweeney comes up behind her, and she sort of looks at him, and she says, don't I know you? And before she can say anything else he just swipes Kills straight it. across the throat see so it's this this is why it's such a clever play and musical because is first like the reason he killed the reason he killed her there and then on the spot was because the judge was coming up and yeah. he didn't want anything to go wrong for him to not want to come in and sit down so he thought i need to kill him so bad i'll just get rid of this person and it's his, it was his lust for wanting to kill yeah that judge that, that was his demise and ended up killing his yeah. wife it's like the idea of revenge. It's it explores the idea blind, of revenge. He was blinded by revenge, yeah. Yeah, and Joanna sees all this as well. She so she's still in the chest at yeah. this point. So then Judge Turpin comes in, and Sweeney Todd makes out that Joanna is on her way, and that she's so upset about how she treated him, and yeah. you know she can't wait to be engaged to him, and you know have a great life, and all things to be like they were. And he's buzzing. Judge Turpin's like, yes, absolutely in there, doing well, and. Sweeney Todd's like, yeah, but you're looking a little bit rough, pal. And so he's like, oh, yeah, quick shave, why not? Yeah, yeah why not? Just, just quick shave. And so they start doing Pretty Women. I quite like it the second time round because you can see a sort of sense of urgency, yeah. even in the way that Sweeney Todd's singing as he's shaving him. And then sort of he says, you know, you but you do know me. And he's, the judge sort of looks at him and he's like, Benjamin yeah. Barker. And Sweeney Todd's like, Benjamin Barker! 
motherfucker. And then absolutely hammers him with the razor yeah, blade. He doesn't, he doesn't slice his throat. No, he stabs, he him, in stabs him. And the blood sprays out. Yeah. That's what Tim Burton did well with this. It was the blood. Yeah. I mean, it's not realistic, but it's fantastic. It still looks good. Yeah, it looks amazing. So he gets his revenge. He gets what he wanted and then notices that the chest moves. Now, before, Sweeney had always tried... Oh, I've done it now. Sweeney Todd <laughs> always tried to be as... Apart from the first one, Pirelli, which he did out of rage, Sweeney was sort of in... Con I've done it again. Sweeney was in sort of control of the rest of the murders he'd taken place of. The two times he lost it were with the judge Pirelli. and with Pirelli. And so, you know, it, now he's got blood smattered all over his face. He doesn't really care because... And he doesn't... Re I don't think he really cares what happens to him afterwards anyway now. Like, yeah, he's, he's done. done what he he's, needed to do. Yeah. And... Uh, he is about to kill Joanna because he sees her, the, the chest moving. He's like, oh, have you come for a shave? But then he hears Mrs. Lovett screaming downstairs. And instead of killing her, he which says, I forget think, my which, face. Which I think is, I don't know. Actually, I was about to say, I think that's a bit bollocks then because after what she's just seen after. But he doesn't care anymore. But yeah, he's, he's done what he set out to do. So is he just kind of like. Yeah. If you tell I'm, someone, I'm, you tell someone. Yeah, if you I'm, don't. I'm done now. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's sort of like the yeah. I'm done situation but mrs lovett is screaming because the judge is clinging onto a dress and sweeney comes down and finishes things and goes to help her but and, and is this sort of trying to drag the body she's sort of saying no 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 just leave it because she's noticed yeah. that lucy's on the floor and she's like oh fuck yeah. and so she's like no 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 it's fine it's fine i was just a bit startled but you know you go upstairs it's absolutely fine and it, the firelight of the incinerator is what casts a glow over lucy and like sweeney todd sort of like tilts his head in a little bit and he, he takes the bonnet off her head and it's lucy his yeah. wife and he, he's overwhelmed with grief and he's sort of like don't i know you is what she said yeah she tried to warn him basically yeah and mrs lovett's watching him like oh shit and she's like you know i only said it because i love you i never said that she died i just said that she'd taken arsenic i didn't say that she died yeah and he sort of turns around and he's got that mad glint in his eyes because now the same revenge he's got from mrs lovett and you know he's, he says you're absolutely brilliant you're appropriate as always mrs lovett you know it's it's great we're going to live by the sea it's going to be fantastic and he i think that's probably the cruelest thing he does to her so for those couple of minutes when he's dancing around with her because it sort of mimics the little priest dance yeah. when he was genuinely happy with her and in the last second he launches her into the furnace and that's brutal as yeah. well looks good though yeah and you just see her body burning up yeah. in front of him and he goes back to lucy lucy and sort of kneels down beside her and then he sees well he hear i think he hears it i got this in my notes i think he lifts up his neck yeah ready, uh, to ready offer it, it. To happen, he, he doesn't yeah. want to be here anymore yeah i agree he hears the razor being picked up he sort of like glances up and then tilts his head back for toby to slit yeah, his throat ready for it to happen. which he does and that's that's the end of the film I'm, I'm curious to hear some behind the scenes facts. This there's, there's some good ones. So, what was the budget for this film? Uh, 45 million. 50 million. You were oh, very that's close. close. 10 million less than Deep Blue Sea. Look at that. I, when I read that, I was like, fuck off. No <laughs> way. What was the box office? 185 million. 153.4 million. You've Ooh, been close this bad. week. You've done well. 
So, my behind-the-scenes facts. All the characters had to audition for Sondheim, not Tim Burton, to avoid accusations of nepotism. Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp are favourites of Burton's films, especially because at the time Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton were together. Yeah. And so they all had to send audition tapes in. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter would practice whilst uh, baking for the priest and the worst pies in London to get the rhythms right of the like the slammings of the rolling pins and things like that and get the breath control because there was very little breath control in a lot of the songs for her. Uh, whenever Sweeney Todd opens his razor quickly, it's a mechanical one that was made specially for Depp be- and it had a button, you know, like a knife, like yeah, the knife button that switch blades up. Yeah, he had one of those because he really had difficulty with real razors. He couldn't get them to flick open. Really? So he had to have a one with a button made. That's cool. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Helena Bonham Carter was pregnant with her second child whilst filming all the way through this and you notice it because it was filmed at a sequence and as because Mrs. Mrs. like in the 1800s women's corsets were like very booby like you can see a bust growing throughout mm. the film which is quite funny but she had really bad sickness and in the song A Little Priest they were on when they were spinning around they were on a podium that spun for them so they weren't actually spinning around it was this machine spinning them around and she was sick so much really? through filming because of that scene because she just couldn't stay on uh, Anne Hathaway was almost cast as Joanna which is odd considering Joanna was 15 Anne Hathaway being you'll, you know Dark Knight Rises yeah. Catwoman I know what else in Dark Knight Rises I know Anne Hathaway she's off uh, is it 30 going on 30 no it's Jennifer Garner she is off like a... Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. That's yeah, she yeah, plays Mia. So bearing in mind that this film... I think this... I can't remember. Was this film 2004? I don't know. It was early 2000s, but Anne Hathaway was still quite old. And the girl who ended up playing her almost didn't get the part because she looked too old. Yeah. And I just true. thought that was really weird. But then Anne Hathaway went later on to play one of the queens in... I think it was Irascible? Or is that Helena Bonham Carter's part? She went to play one the the White Queen in Alice in Wonderland later on, right? Which was another one of Tim Burton's films. In the musical, Toby is a grown man who is mentally challenged, but they changed this for the film to him being an actual child. Mm. The there are five Harry Potter uh, cast members featured in the film: Helena Bonham Carter who plays Bellatrix, Alan Rickman who plays Severus Snape, Timothy Spall who plays Peter Pettigrew. Jamie Campbell Bower, who plays Gallic Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, and Johnny Depp also played Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts before. The whole controversy between him and Amber Heard. Yeah, yeah. Where he got accused of doing things he didn't. So, Johnny Depp is the only American in the cast. The rest of them were British. The Academy nominated it for three Oscars. Best Production Design, which it won. Best actor going to Johnny Depp and best costume design, but both didn't win. They got nominated, which was odd because horror films are very rarely recognised by the Academy. It takes a good horror film for it to be recognised, never mind win for something. So those were my fun facts. Now I've got a would you rather. Yep. And it is a would you rather. It is a would you rather. Go me. Would you rather eat one of Mrs. Lovett's human pies? Or only be allowed to watch musicals for the rest of your life. Eat, eat one of Mrs. Lovett's pies. You would eat a hu- a pie. Oh shit! Knowing it's made out of humans. I thought you meant the bug ones. Nah. 
the, the human ones and you'd know what they were. Probably the pie. That's fucking vile. I hate musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely just watch musicals for the rest of my life, but I... You like them. I love Mamma Mia, so I'd just be sorted anyway. No, I'd eat the pie, get rid of it. Get it down, get rid. Carry on watching That's probably the vilest thing, the vilest thing you've said on this podcast. It was more the fact that you were like, eat the pie, and I was like, no, it's the yeah, first pie. I thought the bug's pie, but then... No, meat pie, and you've still gone with the meat pie. Like, you're at least consistent. What film are we watching? We are... So this is a request on Discord from one of my friends. They want me to do Ginger Snaps. So this next episode, next Monday, we'll be watching Ginger Snaps. All right, tune in, tune in next week then. Hopefully Oliver will be slightly more alive. I'm sure I will be. I hope so. I don't think I can carry this again like I did yeah, this I'm, week. Yeah, I'm off to bed now. Everybody's going to be sick of hearing my voice from this episode now. Ugh. And I didn't even sing. You did right at the start. Did I? Yeah. What did I sing? Within a few, within like a minute, you were singing, or maybe was like it, maybe like two minutes, yeah. But only the one. Yeah, it's because there I didn't sing after that. Did I? S- oh no, I did no place like London, didn't I? Because I did Anthony's yeah, part and then Sweeney Todd's part. Yeah, I remember. But I didn't really sing the whole thing. It was alright. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. So Ginger Snaps this week. We will see you on Monday. Thanks for listening. Bye.